Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. This meeting is being recorded. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Pam Hill, who is the founder and managing director of My Smart Cousin, where they teach you how to buy a house for the price of a car. Pam, how are you doing? Doing well, doing well, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you'd like to do for fun. That'd be great. Sure thing. Absolutely. All right. So my name is Pam Hill. I'm a native New Yorker for any New Yorkers who are out there in the audience. Uh, And what I like to do for fun uh, is um, actually pursue this uh, both hobby as well as passion and business uh, of real estate investment coupled with coaching folks. So on the real estate investment side, uh, what I've been doing is, uh, gosh, for almost 10 years now, buying houses for the price of a car. And uh, when I say a house, I mean a whole house, uh, not the down payment on the house. Uh, lowest price I've paid is 2,500. The highest price I've paid is 35,000. Um, and I've done this uh, for 25, coming up on 26 soon houses um, here in Delaware, New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And so why I call that fun um, is because I really do believe in folks uh, getting a, a piece of this American pie. And, um, you know, I in particular uh, focus on uh, women and black and brown folks and, and making sure that there's um, some teeth behind this notion of legacy building. So um, it, for me, it's just a lot of fun to talk about uh, doing this uh, so that it feels real for others um, and they can pursue it as well. I love it. I love it. So is that your main thing now? Like that's all you do, run my smart cousin coaching and then real estate investment as well? It's the main thing. It's not the only thing I do. I also uh, do some um, consulting work on the side, but it is uh, it is the main thing. Um, Before that, I was in the energy industry. Um, So worked there some 20 plus years. um, And that was a lot of fun, too, on the electric utility side. But uh, this is a this is a whole lot more engaging um, and uh, enduring. So, uh, you know, that's part of how I'm working to, you know, per your podcast, uh, working to live the dream and to share the dream with folks. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Absolutely. Um, so my motivation is is really built around um, this notion of giving back. And, and I mean, I guess for me, it's, it's almost like an obligation. Um, so that's what, what gets me up and keeps me going. When I say obligation, meaning, um, gee, there's, there's so many ways um, that probably all of us uh, are fortunate in, in some measure. And so I just keep that at the front of my mind. Um, I write uh, every day, something very small, you know, it's, it's almost like a daily momentum type thing, uh, where I write a sentence uh, about what is the thing um, that I did, just something tiny that I did um, that contributed uh, to myself and to uh, trying to make this place a, a better place for all of us. Um, I write down a set, sentence around gratitude, and then I write down a sentence around proof, uh, meaning how do I know that what I'm doing is, 
is working. Sometimes nothing pops up and, and other days there's a lot of proof points that show up. So that's what keeps me motivated is just kind of staying anchored um, to that because uh, time, uh, time moves in a way that uh, you don't feel like it's moving at, uh, as it occurs. Uh, and then you look up and a year has passed and five years have passed and so on. So that's a way for me to, to stay grounded and make sure that I, I feel like I'm getting something uh, out of this journey. There we go. There we go. I love to hear it. And before we jump into dreams and goals, are you going to tell us how to pick up properties for the price of a car or? Yes, I am. Darn it. Yes, I am. Love it. There we go. <laughs> go for it. All go right. For it. Go for it. All right. Awesome. So uh, here's what you do. First of all, um, you figure out uh, the locations in the U.S. that you're interested in buying. Um, now, I'm going to give this big giant caveat, which is that there are states out there that are imp possible, impossible um, to buy a house for the price of a car. So I'm talking to you, California, um, Alaska, <laughs> Hawaii, uh, quite a lot of the West Coast, actually. Um, but astonishingly, a lot of the East Coast uh, is possible. Um, when I talk about buying for $35,000, i would say the last house that I bought um, at that price would have been in 2016. And actually, it's the house that my husband and I live in, uh, in, you know, a nice, solid uh, neighborhood in suburban Philly. Um, now, I would say uh, you need to draw the circle a little wider, more like uh, the 50 to maybe $60,000 neighborhood. But even there, um, more than half of the states in the U.S. have houses that are that price. Um, New York, as an example, not New York City. No, forget it. New York State. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I'm thinking Albany, Schenectady, um, Binghamton, uh, parts of Buffalo. Uh, so these are places that uh, maybe aren't like right in the crosshairs of where uh, folks think about uh, all the action is um, as far as excitement, but regular people live there, regular people need a house. Um, so that's how you do it. Um, you focus on, on states that are still affordable. Um, I would say the easiest way to do it is to um, you know, go on Zillow, or go on realtor, like that's one fast way to do it. Uh, put down the entire state, let's say New Jersey, as an example, um, and then filter for uh, at least one bathroom. Otherwise, you're going to get a bunch of stuff in there, vacant land or what have you. So at least one bathroom, um, probably at least two bedrooms. Um, put in a max price of, let's say, 60000 uh, and then uh, a minimum price of maybe 10000 uh, and then, I don't know, at, at least 1,500 properties are going to pop up. Not all of them, uh, clearly, are going to be good, solid ones, um, but I would think you'll see, for the state of New Jersey, hmm, you'll probably see maybe about 40-ish or so right now um, that make it to that $60,000 neighborhood. Uh, other states, uh, you'll see a lot more. Pennsylvania, the western side of Pennsylvania, so uh, towards Pittsburgh, there you might see a good hundred. Uh, the Midwest, my goodness, you're going to see um, hundreds uh, in the state of Ohio, in the state of Illinois. Um, same yeah. thing with the southeast part of the U.S. So that's the easiest way to start. Uh, and then from there, uh, start looking at auctions. Uh, that's another good place to pick them up. But I, I would counsel you to be a lot more seasoned before you try anything with an auction because those are um, sight unseen, essentially. You can see the outside, but not the inside. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm refreshed that you told people to just go to zillowrealtor.com. I thought this was going to be go to PropStream, pull a list, skip trace it, text um, kind of off-market owners, which is a way to get good. You can get discounted properties for sure, texting off-market owners, but that's more getting into the real estate business side of things. And you really have to be kind of business savvy to go that route. Whereas like, you really can go to Cleveland, Ohio, and you can get a duplex for $30,000. Aren't you looking at it right now? Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. It's just a matter of knowing that you really can. Like they really are there for sale. Um, I just got off a call. Um, and, and this is, uh, you know, th this is not truly going to be a house for the price of a car because it's going to cost you a little more than that. But I just got off of a land bank call. So the land bank, there, there's some 200 land banks across the U.S. And these are essentially um, nonprofit entities that are set up to, uh, to buy back property that's vacant, blighted, what have you. And um, sometimes they sell the house for $1, uh, so-called $1 homes. Uh, other times you'll sell it for maybe two or three thousand. Um, of course, the caveat is that you have to fix it up. Uh, they won't just give you uh, some shell for two grand. Uh, you have to give them a budget uh, and show that you're going to fix it up, and it needs everything. So it's probably going to cost sixty or maybe eighty thousand. But at the end of the day, in particular for people who are in two um, categories: one, they want to live in the house or two, they want to flip the house. In either of those categories, um, they're going to get a house that is brand new uh, after the, the sixty dollars to $80,000 fix-up. And it's going to be mighty hard uh, to find a brand new, everything-gutted uh, house uh, at that price uh, pretty much anywhere. So that's the benefit uh, of going that route. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so... Um... For those people who don't have sixty to eighty thousand just cash ready, right? To what to do then? Yep. Right. So on this call, um, uh, this particular land bank uh, that I was talking to, and it was open. It was for the public. It wasn't like, hey, Pam Hill, we got a secret to tell you. Um, so for this one, uh, it was uh, thirty percent, and it was the Wilmington, Wilmington, Delaware land bank. Um, and you don't have to be a Wilmington resident or a Delaware resident. They certainly give preference for that, but you don't have to be that. But anyway, they said that uh, a 30% down payment is what you would need to show that you have. So if the house costs, uh, by the time you fix it up, 80 grand, then then 30 or 35% would be some 25,000 or something like that. And and they let you show your 401k and, and those kinds of assets. Um, and then the rest would have to come through a construction loan. Um, you do raise a good point, though, like sort of putting um, putting that kind of money off to the side, your your regular bank. Um, so I don't know, pick a big bank, Bank of America, Chase, Citi, what have you. Um, those banks are not going to be lining up. Most unfortunately, they're not going to be lining up um, to uh, give you a mortgage that's 50 or 60 thousand dollars because it costs them just as much money or more, certainly more time um, to paper a deal that's only 50,000 versus a deal that's 250,000, meaning a mortgage yep. um, that's 250. And clearly they're going to make a whole lot more. Um, so that's one of the constraints um, for people, um, for people to build up these communities again, um, is getting that financing. Um, and sadly, um, that's that's why and that's that's an advantage that investors have. Um, it, it, they shouldn't have it. Um, 
these homes very much should be open and available to your regular community folk, but um, you know, what is said versus what is available are two different things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There we go. Well, now we are going to jump into your dreams and goals. So tell us about your vision for your company and your life. Absolutely. Um, so vision for my company is to uh, one uh, coach. So it's my vision is not even so much uh, on the investment side, although although I do have a vision there. But really, my vision is if I could coach a thousand people, um, that would be a dream come true, because that's a thousand lives that I will have changed. Um, so that that is a vision. And I am the sort of person that uh, I suspect. Uh, a large part of how I will end up doing that coaching is through podcasts like yours um, and and other such venues. Um, and uh, while uh, certainly something that's income based uh, uh, is preferred, um, I wouldn't let it stop me. I still would share the information no matter what, because it's to me, it's more important that the information get out than that someone pay me uh, to to get the quick um, path on how to do it. So. Um, that's one dream uh, is just to uh, change those lives and see uh, a lot more home ownership um, and in investorship, as it were, um, by black people um, and by women um, and brown people. And then so the vision for my life uh, is to um, is to make sure that I live true to that, I suppose. Um, life is 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 very much. Uh, I guess it's almost like a sine wave of uh, ups and downs. Um, and the good news about that for anyone who is on the downside is uh, fear not. Um, the other the other side of the rainbow, as it were, is heading your way. Um, and certainly for those who uh, feel like, uh, you know, life is fantastic right now. Enjoy that. Realize it. Write it down hey, I'm having a fantastic moment in life right now so that you don't forget um, what that feels like uh, when challenges come and plan for those challenges. Um, plan for them economically, uh, plan for them with your own resilience uh, and the friends and family that you have around you to uh, help you through it as it occurs. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. So we got coach 1000 people and live true to helping black and brown people, specifically women, get into home ownership, get into the investing yeah. game. Yes. There we go. Well, if there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they could really help you with these two dreams and goals, who would they be? And how would they do it? Well, come on now, I, Oprah Winfrey, and just in case you know her, uh, <laughs> never gonna hesitate to put to put something out into the universe. Uh, so uh, good old Oprah, uh, and then another one who's less well known, um, but is is a real force. I feel uh, a lady named Arlen Hamilton. Um, so I'll talk about Arlen Hamilton maybe first, um, since she's not as as well known. She has a podcast called Your First Million, or maybe it's called My First Million. I believe it's called Your First Million, and she is someone who is a um, a venture capitalist. Uh, and I think she refers to herself as a venture catalyst. And she's um, probably the first large, uh, large in terms of number of enterprises that she invests in, um, uh, the largest uh, black venture capitalist. Um, she invests, I think she's invested in some 200 companies at this point. 
um, and focuses on the technology front. So as you can tell, I'm a real fangirl. So um, I, uh, I, I think she is doing great things. Uh, she tells her story as someone who was homeless. And I'd say it, it, it wasn't like super long ago homeless. Uh, and I'm talking living, living, uh, living on the street, living in an airport homeless. Um, and that was about 15 years ago. So anyway, she's someone um, who I really enjoy listening to her podcast. Um, and then, of course, Oprah Winfrey, uh, because uh, she is just a force, uh, a force of nature. Um, and I just uh, so enjoy watching her. I remember in the beginning um, uh, when she used her her powers for good, as it were, in terms of creating a school for young girls in South Africa and um, sort of seeing herself as the mother to those girls. And, and now it's probably thousands uh, of them that she's helped. So those would be the two I would pick. And uh, how they would help me uh, to the second part of your question is, is really just through amplifying this message. Um, I am surely not the onlyest person in the world uh, who can help people uh, with investment, um, but but every voice counts and uh, hearing it in different corners uh, and in different ways uh, is crucial. So uh, I would certainly uh, be helpful from that. Uh, don't take your telescope and look sort of to the farthest uh, part of the horizon that you can and build your household budget based on that. Hey, the bank said I can afford a half million dollar home. Realtor, show me half million dollar homes. No, sir. Turn that telescope the other way around. Look from cheapest uh, on up and then artificially set it a whole lot lower. Uh, and that will be enough, my friend. There we go. There we go. I love it. And what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to help you accomplish your dreams and goals? So you meet Sally at the grocery store and Sally's like, Pam, how can I help you out? What would you tell her? Uh, I would tell Sally, um, refer me, right? So go ahead and refer me um, to one or two of your friends, Sally. Um, and particularly if uh, they are friends that uh, don't have a house, um, they're renting. Um, because I would love to, in particular, make a difference in their lives. Uh, and then second, Sally, if you know uh, any folks who are in the media uh, industry, um, for, for me to have an opportunity to uh, participate uh, as a podcast guest, uh, as a article contributor uh, on a TV or video program, that sort of thing. That's what I would say to Sally and to the many uh, Sallys and uh, Johnnies out there. There we go. There we go. I love it. And now we're going to jump into our thriving three. Our first question is, what is your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Okay. Well, I've already given it away with uh, Arlen Hamilton's um, uh, Your First Million. Exactly. So um, that would be my favorite podcast. Um, uh, gosh, I would say um, another one, maybe another uh, second uh, Runner-up is um, is Ira Glass's uh, This American Life. So that would probably be my second one. Gotcha. Is that a podcast? It is a podcast. Well, it had been a radio show back when uh, that was the way to listen, uh, but now it's a podcast, This American Life, uh, and it's an NPR uh, national public radio uh, show. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, I did not make the connection that radio transitioned to podcast 
until <laughs> I had a podcast and people were like, you know, you'd make a really good radio host. I was like, why do people say that? That's so weird. I don't want to be a radio host. <laughs> <laughs> All a podcast is, is a radio show. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing but a radio show. <laughs> and I completely understand that now, but I did not make that connection at all. And I thought it was the weirdest thing when people are like, yeah, you have a great radio voice. You'd be a great podcaster. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's the same for anybody who's great at blogging. And if we told them, you know, you'd make a good journalist. What? Huh? Yeah. You know, a blog ain't nothing but an article, a yeah. newspaper article. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I, it's just, it's funny how the internet has um, transformed those things, but at the root, they're still the same. They're, they're, they're exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that really has transformed is the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The name and then um, the kind of like. And, and the means, scope. Yeah, scope yeah. and means of like transmission. You don't have to go through like. these. Yes, tuning through. a dial. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. What is one way you like to take care of yourself? Uh, I would say um, just by being out uh, and one with nature. Um, and so I'm not huge into hiking uh, as most uh, New York City folks are not, uh, but I love to walk. Um, and so uh, sometimes I do that with my headphones on, but I, I recommend taking them off from time to time and letting life crash in in its full force all around you. There we go. There we go. I love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it too? Meet either Oprah Winfrey or Arlon Hamilton. Oh, my goodness. I'd say me putting it out in the universe just now was a gigantic action step. That would have been the sort of thing that I would just sort of half tell friends and family. So me now putting it out uh, in this thing uh, called uh, the Internet uh, slash your radio program uh, is huge. <laughs> there we go. There we go. And now we're going to jump into our final series of questions. So I did not send these questions beforehand um, and they require a lot of pretext. So it's totally okay to say, I don't know and stick with okay. me while I read them, okay? Sounds good. All righty. So a lot of people have come on the podcast and they've said that the catalyst that helps people change from having a fixed mindset, not willing to accept help and not willing to accept change to having a growth mindset, being willing to accept help and being willing to accept change, the catalyst that helps people make that switch is a personal choice that happens after either extreme inspiration or extreme desperation. Do you agree, disagree, have anything to add or subtract? Okay, um, I would agree. Um, I would agree, A, that it is a personal choice, uh, personal in that it's within your control. Nothing is 100% in your control, so obviously we have to, to give that um, uh, as as a bit of context. And I would also say some things are easier for other people. Uh, our, our human wiring uh, naturally differs from person to person. So some folks uh, have a more uh, predilection towards an open mindset. But that said, uh, once you've learned about it, it is uh, to some degree in your control to grow that. And certainly tipping points like um, some gigantic, wonderful bit of luck or either good or bad uh, is going to make it more likely um, that you nurture that growth mindset. There we go. I love it. And so given the same amount of inspiration or desperation, why do you think some people make the choice to change and others don't? 
Uh, well, some of that is going to be because of, uh, again, the wiring. Uh, so some folks are just going to have an easier time at it. No different than if you're born left-handed, you're going to always be better writing with your left hand than the person who's born right-handed and has had to practice and practice. So some of it is just going to be uh, inborn. Uh, uh, and, and I venture to say, I think that that might be uh, the bigger part of it. But uh, outside of that, uh, then I'll go ahead and say the environment. Um, so for some people, uh, it, let's face it, they just have more, uh, more available to them and thus uh, an easier ability at it. So let's say, for example, that um, you are not poor. Um, you are in the middle. Maybe you're wealthy. In either of those circumstances, uh, you have a whole lot more time certainly free time to ponder things like how to grow your mindset uh, than the person who has about two seconds to think about that in between the 2,800 other things that you have to balance um, and that take time when you are poor. Uh, so I would say uh, environment is the second factor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so some people need a smaller amount of desperation or inspiration to change and others need a larger, more consistent amount. What do you think establishes that threshold and can it be influenced? Yes. Um, so to the second uh, part of the question, yes, absolutely, it can be. And then to the first around degree or or amount and what causes that. Um, I would say some of that is education. Um, so not necessarily school, uh, book smart type education, but uh, time spent around uh, the concept of growth mindset um, and what it involves and and really diving in, probably having a strong peer network uh, or, or set of colleagues, like-minded folks who can reinforce this in you um, and remind you uh, to, to cultivate that growth mindset um, when you find yourself spinning down towards your, your basement behaviors, as it were, uh, they can help pull you out of it. So um, I, I think, uh, you know, as Hillary Clinton has mentioned, it takes a village in raising a child. It, I'm sure it takes a village uh, to change one's mind uh, and deepening a growth mindset is surely that. Mm, I love it. And we got one last question for you. So for this question, keep in mind a person who has a really fixed mindset, they're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. So in Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the four laws of changing your behavior. And the laws are to make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. With that context in mind, and the avatar I just told you to keep in your head, how can we, you and I, create an environment that makes it more obvious, more attractive, more easy, and more satisfying for that avatar to make the choice that will change their life? Okay, so I guess we'll take them one at a time. So how can we make it more obvious to, to build a growth mindset and uh, change? Um, one easy way um, is, is through cues, uh, physical cues. So in other words, let's say post-it notes. That's probably the simplest of cues. Um, so having those um, visible reminders uh, helps, uh, uh, helps to give you that, that, that mental kick. Uh, so that's one way on the obvious side. So now you're going to have to remind me of the others in turn. So we just said obvious. What's the second? Attractive. Attractive. Okay. So with attractive, uh, there it's going to be um, seeing evidence. Uh, people often react positively when they see proof. Uh, so um, 
this could be again through the peer set that you have and having them uh, give a testimony almost of um, of how it is that this mindset uh, is changing their life and, and certainly them always walking back. Well, you know, back when my mind was this way and, and all I did was look at the negative and, oh, my God, life's awful and, and uh, I, I'm, I'll never change. I'm, I'm dumb, can't change dumb, what have you. You know, they can, they can talk about how it was, how life was then and how life is now. Um, so that's a way to, uh, to make it more uh, likely is by having that proof in front of you. I love it. And the next one is making it easy. And James Clear says, not necessarily making it easy, but making it easier than the alternative. Okay. Uh, so making it easier than the alternative would be, um, hmm, let me think about that one. Uh, it might be also uh, this remembrance of, of what it looks like when you don't have uh, an open mindset. Um, so um, either you yourself, maybe maybe you keep a journal. That might be a way to do it. Um, so before you make the commitment to uh, having an open mindset, you first keep a journal of just, look, this is how I work. And, uh, and it is with a fixed mindset. And so you write that down, uh, how you approach problems uh, for 30 days, uh, and then you make the conscious effort uh, to have the open mindset and you have someone working with you. And you write down for 30 days what uh, how you're addressing problems and how that looks different. And that can sort of clearly help you see the contrast between the two and make it easier. Mm, there we go. And the last one is satisfying. Satisfying. Okay. Uh, so how you can uh, make it satisfying is uh, probably, a, again, I, I lean heavily on this notion of peers and colleagues, but um, sharing uh, with them. Uh, your journey, hearing them share their journey. And uh, that creates its own sense of joy. Um, and you are able to see the growth occur um, when others recognize how far you have come. So that can make it satisfying. There we go. Well, awesome, Pam. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. This was fantastic. Yeah. And that is all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, this was great. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, how you uh, continue to grow in your journey uh, as you <laughs> as you share uh, this way of thinking, because you don't hear many people talking about a growth mindset. So uh, I love that you really integrate that uh, into the conversations that you have with folks. Yeah, no, of course. I love to do it. And I think it is so important for just living a fulfilling life. So there we go. Well, Pam, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Tim. Look forward to it. Of course. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Pam had to say, you know somebody who wants to be a homeowner or somebody who owns a podcast or a space where she can write and they want to have her on it, make sure to refer her. All the ways to contact her and reach her website will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and shoot us a five-star review on iTunes if you liked the show. And on that note... We're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.